You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. Hey, it doesn't matter if you uh, have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never dreaming anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Jeeps. Jeeps. Thank you, Tammy. I was almost out of breath on that one. I I knew it one of these times. (laughs) Howdy, I'm Tony, and my ass is sticking up in the air, and I'm starting to like it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I did almost fall out getting getting out of the Jeep the other day. I have no idea what he's talking about, but I'm feeling very <laughs> uncomfortable know. at the moment. I I, <laughs> Hello, I'm my like, fellow Jeeper. My name, yeah, my name is Josh, and the only thing that I hate worse than a broken U-joint is getting over a cold. Oh, man. And hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and I finally got topless today. <laughs> Put that away. Hey, Tony, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show? Well, Tammy, I'm glad you asked. We're going to have uh, Terry with Jeep Enthusiast of Eastern PA. And if you don't think that's a mouthful, try saying it three times. This <laughs> week in Jeep, we'll hear about a recall, a new Jeep that FCA has been hiding from us. Oh, my God. And we'll hear some about some very lucky high school students. And Wrangler Talk, get ready for it, top five storage solutions for your Wrangler. And Nikki G talks about Route 16, uh, Brian, from uh, being on their show last week, and it's mostly good. <laughs> and, of course, much, much more. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you, of course, by Amazon.com. Are you looking for a way to support the show? Well, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there. You'll be taken to the magical land of Amazon online shopping. While there, anything you purchase will give the show a few cents. And I do mean anything you purchase is going to give the show a small <laughs> little kickback. Not going to cost you a dime or not one red cent. If you like what you hear or have gotten any benefit from what we do here, and please consider giving back. That's Jeep, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. Hey, and thanks in advance. Well, just when you think you've got it all figured out. So it was more or less assumed that the upcoming Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer would be Jeep's new foray into the market of large SUVs. It was more or less confirmed and we should be seeing spy photos and artist renderings starting later this year. Now, here's where Fiat Chrysler CEO Mike Manley steps in and throws a big monkey wrench into the works. Just when we thought we had everything all figured out, too. Earlier this week, Manley has reported con- and con- reportedly confirmed the development of a different three-row Jeep <laughs> SUV that'll slot in between the next-generation Grand Cherokee and the upcoming Wagoneer platform, which is interesting because we all thought that the Wagoneer was going to be that third-row SUV. This comes as part of the company's pursuit to fill essentially every niche in the large vehicle segment, an effort which is set to compound dramatically in the next year uh, when all three new models will make their debut. In a recent interview with a British automotive publication, Mike said, quote, We've made some announcements about the investments we're making in our U.S. plants, which are really important for us because that brings us two additional products to our Jeep portfolio, segments that, frankly, I've wanted to be in for a long time. 
He says, one of the large SUV segments, one is the large SUV segment. There are relatively few competitors in there, but it could be a great segment for Jeep and will bring back the Grand Wagoneer at that time. Then the second third, third row Jeep, which will technically play in the same segment as the Grand Cherokee, end quote. Now, Manley continued explaining that more than half of the vehicles in Grand Cherokee's territory boast third row seating. As a result, Jeep has more or less been catering to the minority in terms of consumer demand. Roughly 60% of the Grand Cherokee's competition is three-row seating, so Jeep has really only been competing in that 40% range. Now, while it will exist alongside the Grand Cherokee and likely even share a base platform, we've been told that we can expect this new mystery model to boast an all-new name that is yet to be revealed by folks at FCA. This comes in part because Jeep wishes to keep the Grand Cherokee's core formula that has made it a success for so many decades. The forthcoming model, like the Grand Cherokee and Wagoneer, will likely feature an available plug-in hybrid powertrain as well. Now, we've been hearing over the last couple quarters about the millions of dollars Jeep is pumping into the development of electrification. As noted, this new SUV is anticipated to show its face sometime in 2019 with major events such as the New York Auto Show still on the docket. So, what do you think of all this? Is it PR moves, is it just smoke and mirrors, or is this a well-calculated marketing move by FCA? I totally think this is all marketing um, and with every Jeep that comes out because I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm so into Jeeps and everything, but do you see other car manufacturers doing all these like, hey, let's put all this black vinyl on these Jeeps and, um, um, you know, let's secretly send out these you know, what it looks like, the upcoming models. Let's let's get a um, Jeep podcaster in here and then uh, villainize right. her for... Right, uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, I, this is, I this don't is know. A, do, do other... I don't see other car manufacturers doing stuff like this, but maybe I'm just not into other Yeah, maybe not paying attention. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Ford is not selling cars anymore in the United States. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think Jeep's doing a good thing here. They're, they're uh, capitalizing on their marketing ability. Well, necessity is the mother of invention, and uh, the market pretty much dictates what is necessary for automakers to be doing. And right now, the market is driving towards the crossovers and, and larger SUVs, especially in the U.S. markets. And Jeep, of course, being primarily a U.S. company, they are global now, of course, but um, their, their focus primarily on their lineup is going to be what is going to sell in the U.S., and the U.S. is wanting larger SUVs right now. And with as much money as they are dumping into electrification, uh, you know, hybrid SUVs is a very obtainable goal for, for Jeep and FCA as a whole. Uh, so it's very easy for them to go ahead and start dipping their toe in these waters. What I am very curious about is what the design is going to be like. Uh, they've kept this under wraps very well. I mean, I had no idea that they had anything in the works that was going to be fitting in between the Grand Cherokee and the Wagoneer. So the fact that they, they're, they're now releasing this information saying, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Uh, but they're not letting us in on anything else other than the plan is very, very interesting because what that does is it builds a lot of interest. It builds a lot of curiosity. It, it gets our, our mouths wet for what they're about to, to give us. Hopefully, it doesn't look like a basketball shoe with four tires on it. So I'm, I'm very, curi very curious to see what this is going to be like. I get the feeling that this is going to be a more modestly priced three-row SUV because we know the Grand Wagoneer is like, uh, 
uh, a left arm and a testicle uh, for the cost. It was uh, upwards of over 100 k I believe, that, that you last reported. So I bet you this is going to be a more modestly priced three-row. Uh, so that more people can get in, in I don't know. into it, and they're they're uh, saying in between the Grand Cherokee and the Wagoneer, though. So that that to me puts it above the Grand Cherokee. Oh, I I'm was wondering thinking if the Grand Cherokee is going to become the the lesser price. So they're going to be doing some some very deep price adjusting on the Grand Cherokee to bring this new vehicle into what that price point was, and let the Grand Cherokee fill in that lesser role. When I don't said, know. I mean, when you Grand said Cherokee's in between, been, did you? I didn't get the feeling it was price wise. Is that the way that you read it? I, I guess it could be, you know, it's all up for interpretation. Um, okay. That's the way I, I, I interpreted it. it. Uh, there is no indication as far as pricing, any of that uh, sort of information. I mean, we don't have anything as far as specs go other than it's going to be three doors and likely share a platform with the Grand Cherokee. So, um, yeah, it's it's very interesting to see what's going to be happening as far as details as they come out and very, very curious about uh, spy photos and stuff like that. Tammy, to address your your question directly, though, Pretty much every automaker does this sort of thing where they, they camouflage up a vehicle in a bunch of blankets and, and weird paint, and, mm-hmm. and they go through the testing procedures. You'll, you'll see it in, in Automotive Weekly, Road and Track, I mean, any, any sort of automotive publication, um, you'll see these sort of uh, these, these spy shots, these spy photos of whatever automaker, fill in the blank, has you know, what they're working on right. at the time. So, yeah, everybody does it. We're all Jeep enthusiasts, so it's all Jeep matter. The rest of them doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you we, don't, it's, we don't care about the focus, you know, that's coming right. out in 2022. Yeah, yeah. I'm still but pissed who, off who about Who else the f- would? You know? Oh, about, well, there's there's enthusiasts of all, all kites out yeah. there. I just don't think the there's... Ford Focus? No. Well, it's like the, the Ford Fusion. I mean, unless that thing right. has a fusion reactor, you need to change the name on that young man. <laughs> I, I was just going to throw in. I was just going to throw in one more thing here. Yeah. Um, now I know you guys have never been in this position, but it, at one time we had um, seven people that we would have to move around here. My two boys, uh, my wife's uh, son, and our uh, two girls. So we had to buy a minivan, and I mean, I'm thinking Jeep already has the minivan engine. They might as well make a three row seat. That's people that have families that want a Jeep can actually buy one and not have to, you know, get out of the Jeep family altogether because, you know, they're they're growing a family and this, not everybody's going to fit in the Grand Cherokee or, or these other ones, especially if you want to move things around. So I get the feeling that they're, they're actually giving somebody, a family, a choice, a Jeep choice, where there was none. Well, and if rumor has it, uh, if rumors are correct, it, it, I'm hearing that the minivan is dead. Uh, so. That yeah, that that we're in the last few years of the, of the minivan, and and really it's all about these these you know larger SUVs, third row seating SUVs that have the storage. They just don't have the you know the 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 mommy missile look that the, the minivans <laughs> did. So that was in the glove compartment, Josh. You weren't supposed yeah. to mention that. <laughs> Well, there is a recall alert out, and we, have uh, of course, try and stay on top of this stuff and let you people know all about it and uh, whether or not it affects you. Well, heads up. Serve, uh, several hundred thousand model year 2011 through 2016 Jeep Compass and Jeep Patriot SUVs are affected by this latest recall notice. The problem is an issue with the catalytic converter. It could adversely affect the vehicle's performance and its emissions, thusly allowing a higher level of pollutants to be released into the air. The fix? Well, the dealers will replace components inside the catalytic converter for free or replace it altogether. 
Fiat Chrysler Automobiles did not immediately announce an owner notification schedule or table, but the EPA said that notifications will be scheduled in four phases throughout 2019. If you don't want to wait for that and find out if you are affected or what you need to do, uh, well, owners can call the FCA, uh, call FCA at 800-853-1403 or call the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's Vehicle Safety Hotline at 888-327-4236 or visit its website to check their vehicle identification number and learn more. We will, of course, have those numbers and the link to the NHTSA site in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. How do you repair a catalytic converter? I mean, they must have wildly changed the, I mean, put bolts and maybe a hinge or last something on thing there. I was going to say, last <laughs> right. time I looked, they didn't they didn't have two latches and a hinge like a suitcase. You just open no, it up, you know, like a lunchbox and, okay, we're just going to throw some new stuff in there and you call it good. No, it doesn't yeah, work. I out. was thinking, I'm like, am I thinking that this is something that it's not? Because I was thinking, how do you get into that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And that, I that even is, know what it looks like. I was like impressed that I knew that. That <laughs> is the wording from the uh, from the recall notice itself. So I, I'm probably a typo. You know, I'm guessing no, it's, somebody it's a non-engineer. You know, yeah. they're thinking it's like an engine or something. I <laughs> somebody bet who's never even changed their own oil wrote this up. Now so. I'm thinking if they could bring this technology to a muffler. Where you could, uh, you know, just open up the muffler, it'd be really easy to change out the muffler bearings. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's right next to the Henway, right, Tammy? <laughs> yeah. I've already changed mine, so I'm good for another 20,000 miles. Good for spinning. That's a, uh, excellent. The old ones are make excellent fidget spinners. <laughs> well, imagine if when you went to school, you got to build a vehicle with aftermarket parts. I thought you were going to say afterburners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. the afterburners. Well, the SEMA High School Vehicle Build Program selects high schools across the U.S. and gives students the opportunity to do just that. SEMA, got a, or Special Equipment Manufacturers Association, they got a hold of five Jeep TJ Wranglers for the 2019 program. Wow. And the SEMA-funded builds will allow high school auto shop programs to connect with aftermarket manufacturers directly so the students can learn how to install products on and customize a Jeep TJ, including suspension modifications, accessories, and, of course, wheel and tire selection. The schools selected for 2019 were C.D. Hilton High School in Woodbridge, Virginia, which received an 02 Wrangler Sport, Comstock High School in Kalamazoo, wow. Michigan, which got an 04 Sahara, R.L. Turner High School in Carrollton, Texas, got an 04 model, uh, Santa Fe ECO in New Mexico received an 05 Unlimited Sport, and Santa Ynez Valley Union High School in California will get to modify a 97 Sport. Pretty cool stuff. I, I never took an automotive shop class. I, I was uh, in engineering and, uh, and machining and stuff like that, uh, so I never got a chance to do anything like this. Had this been an opportunity, my goodness, I would have been all over this. I can't imagine being able to hook up directly with manufacturers in a high school class to build a TJ up however we decide we want to and have it completely funded by SEMA. Oh, man, this is just well, so awesome. Is, I'm so jealous of these kids. This is brilliant. I mean, it's it's great for the kids because they learn about Jeeps. They see how easy they are to put together and to repair. So it gives them confidence whenever they're going out there, even if they don't own a Jeep. But more than likely, that's something they're going to want. And oh, yeah. it's brilliant from the uh, aftermarket manufacturers because now they get to see and talk to these kids directly, uh, ensuring that they feel comfortable with these brands. They know how they go on. This reminds me a lot of the uh, free Apple computer program that Apple had for uh, for schools, 
where they'd put a free Apple computer in every school, and they were doing that primarily to uh, lay the, the groundwork for uh, future uh, Apple uh, purchasers. Now, there's well, a, there's a, no, a, a pro... Oh, go ahead, Tammy. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say the Woodbridge, Virginia school is in my... It's right around the D.C. area. Well, maybe you're the I one that's going to be over there telling how to install stuff, Tammy. You just don't know yet. I would love to go over there and maybe get some pictures and stuff of those. Well, I would say, yeah, if, they, if that's at all possible, um, you know, give yeah. the school a call and just Interviews, be like, hey, I yeah. really want to talk with your guys' shop teacher. Uh, uh, you know, this is who I am and, and this is why and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think that would be um, some cool information. Yeah, a little inter- yeah. You know, impromptu interview. <laughs> Find out what their plan is, you know, sort of what, you know, what they might be looking at. What are you going to do um, when the G is done give it to me well right well not only that you know i mean if it gets auctioned off you know we can get involved right. with that as far as you know getting the word out and uh you know helping advertise that and spread the word all, all that sort of stuff so there there's definitely room here for um you know for some uh, for some benefit to both the school and the program as a whole so tammy i'm pretty sure with all your uh various jeep credentials you'll be a shoe in oh, yeah. uh, up, uh-huh. up, up until they start watching your YouTube videos and hear that language right. that you might uh, <laughs> oh, I know. go to in the, in the school. The kids. That's right. So, well, um, I'm curious, kind of curious to see if, if they are, you know, uh, looking for advice, you know, what, what sort of selection process are they going to, you know, use to determine, you know, the, the theme of the build or how right. it's going to go, what, what, you know, how they're going to select the parts and stuff like that. So I'm sure budget is going to have something to do with it. I'm sure they're not just given a blank check. Um, but at the same time, I mean, when you're talking about SEMA-funded builds, I, I, I'm, I'm picturing large checks. So <laughs> I wonder if they're going to have uh, one or more of these at SEMA uh, 2019. I was wondering about that myself as well. Now, I, I didn't see anything specifically. But SEMA is a huge show. I wasn't there myself, but I also didn't see every single booth and every single you know vendor and display that was there oh, you can't. it's likely that, that that this is something that sort of happens behind the program or you know behind the scenes a little bit uh, maybe they pick the best one and maybe it's voted on by you know uh, facebook social media you know whatever and then that winning vehicle gets to go to the show i i don't know these are the kind of answers or kind of questions that maybe tammy could get answers to if she if she goes out to the school and uh, and gets an interview it's really simple josh that it'll be the red one Oh jeez! Uh, <laughs> I just I just found the Comstock has a Jeep and they have a maroon. It looks mm-hmm. like um, Brian's Gross. color. Um, so I guess that's what that cherry red color, whatever. Chili, but anyway, chili pepper red, yeah, yeah, chili pepper. Yeah, chili pepper red. Yeah. Anyway, so they have a little thing. Um. Well, I'm sure each school yeah. is going to be doing, uh, you know, some sort of a, a display, you know, something on their on their Facebook page, uh, you know, right. updates and, and that sort of thing. I mean, this this is kind of a big deal. So uh, I would imagine that there's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, news and reports and stuff coming out on a regular basis from the schools, uh, at least on their own in their own personal. Uh, oh yeah, you know, this. I'm sorry, Josh. This Comstock one, they had a bring a trailer auction, and the Jeep Wrangler. Sold for $56,000. Woo-wee! Yeah. Man, oh, man. Wow. That's SEMA money for you. That's SEMA money right there. <laughs> uh-huh. It's marketing. Well, yeah. hey, if you have a news tip or a response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know what you have to say and uh, how you want to chime in, all that sort of stuff. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out to us. Coming up here a little bit later in the show, interview with Terry Pritchard. We're sitting down and having a chat with him about the Jeep enthusiast of Eastern Pennsylvania and hashtag Jeep Life. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast.
You know, we're always asking to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network, and, well, it's for good reason. There's a ton of great content there to check out besides ours. And be sure to tell your friends, too. Even if they're not into Jeeps, well, we've got something for everybody over at 4x4radionetwork.com. How about the On the Trail podcast? Trail Chasers is there. Center Steer podcast. A lot of fun. All the programs are great. Can't forget about Dan and the 4x4 podcast. One of the best. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. So we've been adding new t-shirt designs to the Jeep Talk Show store. and now you can, Yeah, you have. <laughs> you oh, can drape, Lord. Drape, your, <laughs> drape yourself on the Jeep Talk Show logoed goodness. Just head over to the jeeptalkshow.com slash store and check out the wide variety of t-shirts we have. And now through the Some end of them of, are inappropriate, maybe. I don't <laughs> yes. know. Just a tad. Uh, and this is the important part. Shut up. And now through the end of March, you can get $7 off many of the items in the store, if not all of them. Uh, in honor of our newest t-shirt design, we've used the promo code EARHOLE. <laughs> so oh just gosh. put that in <laughs> to get the discount. <laughs> you know, we're nothing oh, but res- yeah. respectable on this show. Come oh, on, guys. No, yeah. 100%. No. It, it's <laughs> like, like a PG-13. Tony joke t-shirt. Promise. <laughs> Uh, I no, think good, good I, times I, I think they're referring to the uh, I love uh, li- was it I love sticking the Jeep talk show in my ear holes. So <laughs> you need to go check out that shirt. I thought it was funny as all get out. It, and yeah. there's a few people that agree with me. Uh, Nikki G did too. He wants one of those shirts. Oh, it was like, please tell me if this is for sale. <laughs> oh, so Tony, real quick, how can people find the Jeep talk show store? Uh, JeepTalkShow.com slash store. And yes, Josh, it does work. <laughs> <laughs> we were having some problems with the uh the link it's actually uh if you guys are familiar with teespring uh they have this uh the store thing set up so that people that design t-shirts can uh you can go over to the teespring store and just to make it easy for you guys we uh set up a link so that you can just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash store i'm trying to work it in three more times before we're done with this uh, and it'll take you right over there to, to the proper place on Teespring. And uh, we're doing the $7 off because, uh, frankly, I think the T-shirts are kind of pricey, especially for a T-shirt. So uh, uh, I tried to fix it so that uh, you can basically get the T-shirt for uh, cost. Uh, I, we're not interested in making much of money on it. For, frankly, I just like to see nah, We just want the exposure. I we just want like, you guys just rocking yeah. the gear. I just want to see a lot of people wanting to stick, stick the Jeep talk show in their ear hole. <laughs> Oh, they even got it on yoga pants. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a, an iPad, not iPad, uh, iPhone case with the Jeep Talk Show logo on it. There's the, uh, uh, the ear hole thing on yoga pants. I thought that was funny. I don't think they have thongs or anything like that. Uh, no Bane mask or bacon salt either. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> old Thanks, joke. Blake. Old joke from the old shows. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So tonight, we're going back to Top 5. It's time for another G-Mama Top 5. You know, Jeep Wranglers are notoriously known for their lack of storage space in the trunk. And I'm known for my organizational skills. And I've tried so many different solutions to, for the storage in my Jeep. And I thought I would revise this because a couple weeks ago, Josh um, mentioned a must-have Jeep item. And I'm like, yes, I must have this for the storage in my Jeep. 
So I kind of switched my top five storage solutions around, adding Josh's great idea. So, um, and you can also find um, my top five on my YouTube channel, on my blogs, but I haven't updated it. I'm updating it here first. You heard it first here on the Jeep Talk Show. So we're going to start with number five. Number five. So this is the one Josh mentioned a couple weeks ago, and this is the Atlas 46 Yorktown tool roll. And I know a lot of people carry their tools in a toolbox, but this tool roll is such a great idea. It helps. It has a lot of space in it. It has four large pockets. It's a condensed portable where you quick roll it up and you can just like shove it under your seat. Um, it has two carrying handles. So you just pull it out and you have all your tools right there. Um, it's Patriot made 1000D Cordura and it's US made zippers. It's easy to organize with an 11 wrench slot organizer and seven multi-purpose tool slots. It's handcrafted and made in the USA. So I'm getting myself one of these and I'm going to roll up my tools and that's going to save up so much space in the back of my Jeep. You know, also too, Tammy, I'm thinking you could use this to beat the hell out of uh, somebody that writes an article about yeah. a Jeep that, exactly. is a, is a, that they, you shouldn't buy. So, Or when you go to the dealer and they call your Jeep a car. Oh, yeah, that's, that's more even worse. Number four. Okay, this one is great if you have kids. If you don't have kids, it's the Blue Ridge Overland Gear Molly Seatback Panel. And I know Tony has one of these. What it is, it goes on either your passenger or driver's seat, and it's for the rear seat folks, or it's for you to put, you can put Molly bags on there, and you can have your grab-and-go items there, like a first aid kit. You can have a little bag for your tire deflators, your tire gauge. Um, I have one of my Molly bags is for my winter hats and gloves so I can keep them all in one place. Or like I said, if you have kids, it, you can put all the stuff for your kids to keep them busy while you're on those trail rides or those long rides. And that's the Blue Ridge Overland Gear Molly Seatback Panel. And they are so great for organizing stuff in the passenger, rear passenger, or the rear seats. Number three. So along with those Molly seatback panels are the Molly bags, and they come in all different sizes and styles. And these are military-grade Molly bags, and I have them all over my Jeep because I have different Molly um, webbing devices. And you can get these Molly bags at Blue Ridge Overland Gear and at Justice Off-Road. And one thing I found, too, is some of these Molly bags have like little Velcro stick them things. And they actually stick really good on those four-door JKUs on the back seats. It's They've kind of got like a little carpeted thing on the back seats. And you can just slap them on the back seats and they seem to stay really well. Number two. So you're going to see a theme here with what I like for storage and that's Molly panels. And I found that the storage solution, this next one, that uses the awkward space above your tires. Um, I have two of them, and it's the More Ride Ammo Can Carrier with Molly Panel. And if you just go Google that, you will say that is a really good idea because there's actually three different places that you can store items. 
you have where the ammo can is supposed to go, which I actually used the Craftman um, cloth tool bags um, for mine. And um, I just felt the ammo can carriers were too noisy um, driving down the road, but I'm sure you could just tape the handles and solve all that. And you can also attach molly bags to the panel that um, goes right up against your rear tires inside the Jeep. And then there's a bonus space between the molly panel and the inner fender can be used to stuff stuff in there. Like I got my tree saver in there. I have a raincoat in there. Um, so anyway, that number two was the more ride, M-O-R-R-Y-D-E, ammo can carrier with molly panel. So I'll just mention really quick, uh, when she talks about the awkward space above uh, the tires, she's talking about a 2015 uh, Jeep Rubicon. And, right. uh, you know, Tammy's so arrogant, she thinks everybody has a, uh, <laughs> a JKU. They do. <laughs> well, all the cool so, people do So anyway. these, are, these, are, uh, not, not, these aren't necessarily specific to the JKU, uh, but I believe the more ride ammo can is, isn't it, Tammy? Yeah, it could, because, and I, I think it's just for the four doors. Well, that is the JKU. It's just over the four doors because um, there wouldn't be enough room to put these in the two doors. Yeah, probably yet. not. And um, I'm I'm guessing this is 2007 to probably the 19 JLs too. I would guess would work. You have to check out the uh, the JLs and see what, what the four door JLs, yeah. the JLUs, and see what it how, how it differs. That would be interesting. Right. That would be a good comparison. I might do that for one of the shows. Number one. And once again, this is a Molly panel item. It's the Justice Off-Road Molly tailgate panel. And it's the cloth Molly panel. And it fits on your rear tailgate on the inside. And you can um, attach Molly bags, different sizes, different varieties. And again, this is for easy access to get to your stuff. Um, like I have... Three or four, I have a first aid kit. I have one that has some, um, like my CB radio I keep in there because I just, I have a handheld CB radio, so I just plug it in when I'm going off-road. You could have, you could put your tire deflators in one. But this is a really good um, idea to store stuff. The other thing is there are also... Um, can't remember we interviewed the guy on the show but you could also get the tailgate one where you have where it folds down as a table and underneath the table is a molly panel so i can't remember yeah that's really neat yeah i can't remember whose product that was i'll have to look it up and um try to remember that but anyway those are my top five storage solution ideas well top, for your top five and a half now tammy yes exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out of control here, folks. Um, and these are for your JKU, most of them. Some of these you can probably use in any Jeep. But yeah, like those, those, are, those Molly backseat things. Yes, they'll, they'll work if you got a seat, are, you know? Yeah, so Because exactly. I got that in, the, in my wife's TJ, and I got it right. in my uh, XJ, so that I know it works in those. So there you go, folks. <sighs> Top five. And coming up later in the show... I don't think Nikki G is going to have top five, but he's going to have something for us. <laughs> That's a challenge. He will. He will very soon. I can tell. Oh yeah, he, I just challenged Nikki G. <laughs> hey, the Jeep Talk Show stickers are literally flying out of here. 
and we have a bug problem, but the exterminator's been here, so your stickers may smell a little funny, uh, but don't worry about it, uh, I, I, but I digress. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message asking for the address where to send your self-addressed stamped envelope to get your free Jeep Talk Show stickers. Drenched in bug juice. Okay, people, let's bring this meeting to order. We've got a new member with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, uh, hi, everybody. I'm Sid, and I've been sober for 42 days. Hi, uh, Sid. Do, do you guys know about the Jeep Talk Show? Oh, come on. Go have a drink. The Jeep Talk Show. We don't specialize in that kind of recovery. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, boys and girls, and you know when I say boys and girls, it's, that means it's time for another interview, and uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Terry, and uh, he is with Jeep Enthusiast of Eastern PA, or Jeep. Terry, that must have taken a long time to come up with that one. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of beer involved in what, bringing that, was that a, just Was that just a happy accident, and somebody's like, they wake up with the, the hangover in the morning and go, hey, wait a minute, that's, that's, <laughs> that's an acronym for Jeep. Hey, that's a sweet deal. <laughs> When, from the time that I started planning um, of having some sort of club, um, I, I started putting down acronyms, and I that's what I came up with. And it just so happens that I live in eastern Pennsylvania, or I would have had to move to eastern Pennsylvania <laughs> right. to make it work. Or or found a new... Uh... <laughs> a new town of some sort. Yeah, That's okay, right. family. We're we gotta we're moving all the way across the country. This is, this is serious. It's Jeep related. So a anyway, Jeep enthusiast of Eastern Pennsylvania or Jeep was founded in March 2018 because a need for a Jeep club based out of uh, is that Lehigh or is it Lehigh? Lehigh. Valley, Pennsylvania. That was for everyone. And and I see this reoccurring, a reoccurring theme uh, in, uh, in in clubs, Jeep clubs, any clubs really, but mainly Jeep clubs where uh, you get very discouraged by a Jeep club that you're in, or, or maybe the feelings get hurt, and uh, it's like, damn it, I can do a better job of this. Let me, I'm going to start one. So I, I kind of get the feeling that was what's going on here, but we'll find out some more about that here, here in a second. So the, it says uh, it goes on to say the, the goal of the club uh, is where every Jeep owner uh, or Jeep lover is welcome, and you can get to know some of the other local Jeep enthusiasts, which is always good. You know, you never want to wheel alone. So, Right. Uh, even if you're not going out on an event, sometimes you just want to get out there uh, with somebody. And it's, it's good to go with somebody. So uh, it continues with, we are a family-friendly club and welcome uh, all Jeeps from stock to heavily modified uh, and everything in between. Only requirement is that you have a passion for Jeeps. That was kind of Tammy's requirement for uh, being on the show. She She's had this passion for Jeeps since uh, since we first talked to her. So, uh, Terry, thank you a lot for being with the show. And uh, I, let's let's get to that first thing I was talking about. Were you disgruntled with a another? And we don't have to name any names. I don't, I don't want you to burn any bridges. But were you disgruntled with a, a Jeep club that you were in previously and you started this one? Oh, that's a great question. And, and thanks for having me on the show. Um, no, not at all. I actually have never belonged to a Jeep club. And um, when I got my Jeep two years ago, I I'm like, all right, what can I do? I love my Jeep. Everybody knows me by my red Jeep. And Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we were having that discussion beforehand. I was I, prepared. I teed it up for you. <laughs> um, and, but 
I didn't get to share that with anyone. And I definitely wanted to share it because I, I think the, the community around Jeep is big and even Jeep markets that community. And, you know, there had been a couple smaller groups in the Lehigh Valley, but I didn't, wasn't affiliated with any of them and didn't want to be involved with any of them. And then I was on, you know, like a worldwide Facebook group for, for Jeep. And I put it out there that is anybody else in the, in the area. And, um, my friend, Brandon, who is now my friend, Brandon and president uh-huh. of our club, um, reached out to me. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Let's talk. And so we just started talking and chatting online and, you know, never met and started putting things together. And, and like you read in the, in the intro, we're right at one year old this, this past week. And we're really excited about that. We've done so much stuff. And from the beginning, our goal was just to hang out with each other. And, you know, we're a dues-free club. We don't want people to have to pay to be a part of our club. We just want people that love Jeep. And if they've got a Jeep logo on their vehicle, come on in and and let's make it happen. And so, so far we have. And then the other side is we want to do good things. We want to give back to the community. And every event has some sort of give back or donation or or charity that we are involved with. Well, let me ask you about that real quick. Uh, I, yeah. I hear a lot of uh, groups wanting to do things for the community. Why is that? The community has never done anything for you. Well, um, <laughs> I, I think we as a society should rise above that and <laughs> and kind of do for others before they do for you. And, you know, then, you know, karma takes care of itself and, and returns the favor. Yeah, it always it always feels good to, to help folks out, especially kids when they need things like bicycles or toys for Christmas. It's always a, a very emotional time of year, and it seems like there's always a group of Jeepers that are involved in, uh, in doing something like that. I, I noticed something on here where you guys were actually doing something for uh, a, 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 a lady that had cancer. Yeah, that that's our upcoming trail ride in April. We we don't just do hardcore trailing and you know, when you read in what we do, we do stuff that's family friendly every spring and every fall. We do a specific ride, you know, where we'll go to AOA and, and we'll divvy up and go out and conquer the, the mountains. Uh, and this particular ride in April, um, one of our members is battling cancer and we wanted to try to help, um, defray some of the costs. And so, you know, we're selling tickets to, to come ride and, you know, all the money's going to go straight to them to help them out, um, with that. That's great. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, it's always great to help defer the cost, uh, but it, it just having the community come together, uh, for you and it just makes you feel good. And, uh, I think we all know that how you feel, uh, how positive you are about things, uh, helps your recovery. Uh, it's, it's, it's very important, uh, that, that sharing of love, I think is, is very important for somebody's health. And I, I, I think that's, you know, kind of been my thing going in when, you know, when I had this in my mind, it was always that we would do good stuff and, and, you know, t- kind of tie everything together. So our first event, there were three of us, three Jeeps rode together and took the long way to, um, a local brewery in town. And, you know, that was the beginning. The three of us that founded it, that's kind of where it started. And, you know, from that point on, we do 
drive-in nights, you know, Jeeps at the drive-in. And we've done that a couple of times and given to Valor, which is um, veterans that are homeless and, and being able to help them, you know, just have a pair of jeans or, you know, a, a shampoo and, and do things like that. Um, we do, we've done scavenger hunts where we'll jump into the Jeep and we'll have a list of photos that we've taken in our route. And we've scrambled them up and your ideas to put it together. And so everybody in the Jeep works together to, you know, kind of de-scramble these pictures and put them in the right order. Who's going to win? Maybe you get a t-shirt, you know. Um, but with that one, we we helped out um, a local animal shelter and had live adoptions at the end. So it was kind of cool. That sounds really very, um, makes you feel good to be part of something like that. Yeah. And I think that's what the Jeep community is all about. It's just that camaraderie and um, doing, inspiring other people and helping other people. And it just makes you feel really good. Oh, absolutely. You know, and since I've met so many people through this organization, I have benefited from it. You know, come over, help me out with, with my Jeep project. Well, if I'm benefiting from that, then, you know, I would like to give back and, and, help out in other ways maybe maybe that person doesn't need the help but somebody else does and mm-hmm. so we try to pay it forward you know and everybody's going to benefit if you if you kind of treat that um i'm going to help you and then i'm going to help somebody else too right and i you said earlier about karma and i like i believe in that so much i feel like you know if you just do one good thing a day you know, whether oh, that's yeah. letting someone in front of you or paying for someone's coffee. I mean, it does come back. I mean, I've seen it. And I just think if everybody was like that, this, you know, and if everybody bought a Jeep, this world would be such a better place. I think if, uh, I think if every, everybody in the, uh, the world would send me a dollar, we'd have yeah, a, hell of a hell of a podcast. And yeah. I, I'd give back in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like so, that a so, lot. so, Terry, um, I, this is the first Jeep Club. Uh it, it, I'm sure you had in your head uh, how you thought it was, should go. Was there anything that was a, a big surprise to you, something you didn't expect uh, uh, that that you learned or you got out of it or something along those lines? Um, to be honest with you, I'm blown away at our growth. Um, we have over 2,000 people that have liked and visited our our Facebook page. We have 1,300, over 1,300 people registered on our Facebook group. Um, we've had, you know, on average between 40 and 50 Jeeps at every event. Wow. Um, yeah. That's yeah, a lot it's of crazy. Jeeps. That's a lot of red Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there is hashtag Team Red involved. Oh, I um, like that. <laughs> I, I have that decal on the side of my Jeep so that, you know, people can <laughs> jump in with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we went to Kozar's Christmas Village, we just drove out into the middle of Pennsylvania to see this farmer who's dedicated his entire farm to lights, and you know, it's just an amazing sight. We had fifty-eight jeeps caravanning there. Um, oh, for fun! <laughs> yeah, and then we, with that, we donated a jeep full of toys to Toys for Tots, and when fifty-eight jeeps, or you know, three to four people per jeep. That's, you know, 150 people can come together and do something good, then that's pretty amazing. You know, and that's that's kind of what has been the big surprise for me. 
was meeting these amazing people that want to do things and help other people and, you know, just hang out. That's so cool. Yeah, having people show up is uh, so important, especially for a club. But uh, I, I get the feeling you're kind of a, a nerdy guy like me. And for anybody to uh, listen to your podcast or show up at an event that you have is like, wow, this is a lot better than high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you know i do a podcast as well i do a couple podcasts and and you know if five people listen to it and text me and go man that was a great show or hey have you thought about this or you know you could have done better with that <laughs> yes that's Keep coming. The, talk and, to me about it and you know that's wonderful because a lot of people don't want to give any criticism uh constructive criticism they they either don't say anything or they just uh, you know tell you how how everything's great and it's so wonderful uh, and it says a lot for you for them to feel uh, comfortable enough to give you the criticism. Yeah, it, I mean, that's how we grow as people, right? Exactly. We, we we learn from our mistakes more than we do from what we do right. You know, as as a kid, when we touch the stove, we learn pretty quick. Eh, don't do that again. You know, and that's instant feedback. But if we can rely on another human being to be able to del- deliver that feedback or give feedback yourself, and that's that's a huge win for the people you're around. I love hearing uh, from everybody on every subject, anything that I talk about, except my jokes. My jokes are bad, and they're going to stay that way. They are, and, but you're a dad. <laughs> dad jokes kind of come uh, with the territory, right? Oh, the jokes. Yeah, the, the jokes. <laughs> I... I, I I just, I am at a loss for word. Yeah, Timmy, I can't believe you put up with him. Uh, <laughs> well, I get such a big paycheck, I kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah, things we do, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, like when you come up with these, you know, the charities and the different events, and I mean, do you guys come together as a group to come up with these ideas, or is this all you? I mean, these are some. I don't know. I think they're kind of fun ideas. I never would have thought of them, like the drive-in and the scavenger hunt. No, I, I would I would love to take credit. I can only, you know, I'm one-third of the founders. There are three of us that founded the group, and, you know, I never want to be president. I, that's a given. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm the, the quiet guy that, yes, I'll represent the group. I'll go and stand in front of, you know, hundreds of people to, to talk to the group, but I never want to be the president. I don't want to, I don't want to, that kind of responsibility, but the three of us kind of put things together. And then every other month we invite everyone in the club to a restaurant and we do show and tell outside. Then we go in, drink a couple beers, have, have dinner. And then we throw out the ideas to everybody and, and they go, yeah, that's a great idea. No, that, that, that won't fly. Or have you thought about doing this? You know, and, and that's where we reach out to them. If somebody has a charity or has a need, then they can give that feedback in the moment. And then we take it and run with it and kind of combine it and see what happens. So how did, when did you get your first Jeep? How did you get into Jeeping? Um, when I was in college. And you know, it was an eight hundred dollar. My my Jeep was eight hundred dollar Jeep, but that wasn't my first experience with Jeep. How I knew I was going to be a Jeep, I was in the Boy Scouts a bazillion years ago, and I would ride to camp every summer. I worked at, at Boy Scout camp, and I rode mm-hmm. with Andy in his old CJ seven, and there was nothing about that Jeep except for metal tires and a gear shift. Mm-hmm. And, the way it handled, 
the the dirt roads and the and the mountain roads, I knew there that I wanted to have a Jeep. And now, so, who's Andy? Was he a friend or a dad? Uh, or? He was the aquatics director. Uh, uh-huh. He was an adult, and I was 15 or 16 years old. And so my mom would drop me off at his house, and then we would drive in the remaining 30, 40 minutes to get to camp. And, you know, it was just – he was a crazy dude. And what he could do with that Jeep, I wanted to be a part of that. Right. So That's what, how I got into Jeeps, too, was from Boy Scouts. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought about that as well. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a Boy Scout, a dad of one of the Boy Scouts had a Jeep, and um, we were going camping, and all the boys got in his Jeep, and they had the best ride ever to this event. Uh, and when yeah. it was over, just, you know, all these young boys were so excited over this Jeep. I'm like, what is this? Well, I want to be excited like that. And so... Uh, That's how it started. Tammy, uh, Tammy noticed that they. Uh, I think wasn't it the, all the, the the group of boys and everybody was taking the top off. Was yeah, they were zipping everything. The yeah, and, I'm like, and, what are they doing? And, and you went, I want to go topless. I want to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do the I get a jeep? Waves. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but and if you see our logo for our, our club, it it started from a jeep. I mean, from a a Boy Scout patch. I I designed it off of a Boy Scout patch. And kind of did a rough drawing because I'm not I'm not the graphic designer. And then I handed it to a really good friend of mine and I said, "Hey, Christian, I need you to make this look good. Here's the inspiration, Boy Scout patch." I handed him one of the patches and I said, "Make it look like that." And so he came up with that. And so that's kind of my throwback to my Boy Scout days, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know uh, how your uh, life, even young life, is going to affect you uh, much later in life. And I love having a Jeep. I wanted a Jeep from when I was 17, 18 years old and found out what the insurance was going to cost me a month. <laughs> right. And didn't get one until I was much older. I was in my 30s before I got a first Jeep. And now uh, that's all we have here at the house, uh, four Jeeps. My two daughters drive Jeeps. My wife has a, a Jeep. And, of course, I have mine. Now, uh, you mentioned the $800 Jeep. Well, that wasn't your first Jeep. But what, what Jeep was that? I'm I'm predicting it was a Cherokee. It was. It was. A, it was um I think it was a TJ. Uh, I, oh, that's God. a great price for a TJ. <laughs> but you got to remember, this is in the 80s and 90s. I I don't remember, you know, I, college was foggy, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So a CJ so, or a YJ? It might have been a YJ, yeah. But it, it, it was an old Jeep, and it was a beater. And But I, I loved it. You know, somebody cut the top, and it was going to be $800 for a new top. I'm like, I didn't give $800 for the whole Jeep. So I went topless for, you know, lived in the rain, whatever. Uh, that's interesting. So uh, how many spider incidents do you have to talk about when you were driving that uh, that Jeep like that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any off the top you know, of my head. I actually fear that every day because I've a I, I've been out in California and it's absolutely gorgeous right now. And my top's been down for five days straight. I, yeah, I keep wondering what could her, is going to crawl in here. It's going to freak me in the middle of the ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like the spider's really going to do anything to you. It's just, you know, when they, they just show up. Come out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> maintain, maintain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you? I, I, oh, yeah. I don't care for it, but I don't have a, a, a phobia about it. But, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I didn't mean to uh, derail the whole interview. Like, spiders, <laughs> oh, there we go. now you're looking around for spiders instead of uh, focusing here. 
So uh, the, now, how can people? Uh, well, first off, uh, I see you guys have some things coming up. Uh, you have uh, something coming up this weekend. Uh, was it Jeep Night at the Phantoms? What's what is the Phantoms? That's a, a minor league hockey team, and in the in the sp- spring last year, we did a Jeep or summer rather. We did Jeep Day at, at the Iron Pigs, which was a minor league baseball team. And, you know, I had 30, 40 Jeeps there. They gave us a, an area for food and all this stuff. Um, and we kind of carried that over to winter uh, with the Phantoms, the minor league hockey team. And they're going to, you know, put our name up on the Jumbotron. We've got a area that we're going to be with just food and just to be able to hang out and kind of make our presence known. And then we're going to park together outside the arena. Oh, you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that always is so cool. Field. It looks cooler, but, you know. Let all the civilians go, what's going on with all those Jeeps? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and then you guys have a, a spring trail ride coming up on April 6th. April 6th, the AOA in Cole Township. Um, and to be honest with you, every event that we have is open to anyone. You don't even have to live in Eastern Pennsylvania. We have people who come in from New Jersey and, and Delaware. Just come hang out with us. You know, Just let us know you're going to come and come hang out with us. We have people drive up from, you know, Central PA to, to go to the drive-in because it's such a cool and unique um, event. So it's kind of fun to, to do that. So, Tammy, you should come up and, and hang out with us for the day. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I was going to ask you about the drive-in calendar. thing. Is that a real drive-in with a, like a movie type thing or is it a different kind of drive-in? It is a real drive-in. Um, we're lucky in our, our area that we have the oldest drive-in in the country and they they love us coming in. Of course, you know, when we bring in 30, 40, 50 Jeeps, oh, sure. they, they just love it. And so they're like, all right, we, we'll, we'll give you your own row so you can guys all park side by side by side. And they actually help us collect at the gate for um, our charities. Wow. So that's, kind of cool. that's great. <laughs> and then they publish it on their Twitter feed and all that stuff. That's really cool. And I, I suppose if they didn't, you could uh, just set up there in those rows and turn on all the off-road lights and nobody yeah. could watch the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice movie you got there. It'd be a shame right. if nobody could see it. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I see here that you also have a blog. Oh, yeah. Do. Yes, a fellow blogger. So w- what's your blog about? So it's hashtag JeepLife.com and it's Spelled out hashtag uh-huh. um, life because that doesn't work as a URL, but it's just my adventure with my new Jeep. And, you know, basically from the time I bought it two years ago until, you know, last month when I drove that Jeep 3,400 miles across country um, from Pennsylvania to California and the adventures that I had Fun. in that drive. So it was cool, which I did stop in Sedona and spend a couple hours off-road and got a you know a jeep trail or trail of honor bat or badge of honor or whatever they right. call it um yep. Schneebly Hill, um which was awesome and you know it's it's kind of my my thing i have i i'm a podcaster and i've thought about doing jeep podcast um uh, but it's kind of my outlet to to say hey i love being a jeep owner this is what it means to me maybe you get something out of it maybe you don't but it's therapeutic for me just to get it out exactly. on paper and out on the web it's it's great to be in a vehicle that you know you can go anywhere uh, anytime you want and uh, no matter what the weather is or what the situation is 
you're going to be going be able to go someplace that other people can't. And that's one of the things I really like about it. Now you mentioned your uh, hashtag. Uh, say that again. Hashtag JeepLife.com uh, uh, for your blog. Yep. Uh, and uh, we've mentioned the Jeep uh, Enthusiast of Eastern PA group on Facebook. Uh, what's the other social media stuff that you got going on for either yourself or the group? Um, so JeepEnthusiastsofEasternPA.org is our website. And at Jeepers P- this is this is tough because it didn't work out the way I wanted it to for our Instagram. But for Instagram, is at Jeepers Eastern PA. And, you know, we post pictures of our of our events and and just kind of a history of what we've done i guess documenting what we've done um and then on facebook if you go to jeep jeep enthusiast of eastern pennsylvania um you can find everything there and you can actually link to our instagram now my personal instagram is smashville mpa which i'm a huge hockey fan and the nashville predators that's my team and but i'm in pennsylvania so i that's kind of my way to celebrate that you, the majority. Do you have to keep a low profile for being supporting a, a Tennessee team? <laughs> you know, that, that jersey of mine is bright gold, and <laughs> and I'm six foot tall, to three hundred pounds. I don't keep a low profile for anything. Uh, well, I guess you have to. So uh, that's great. Now mention the the podcasts. I don't know if you actually mentioned the names of the two podcasts that you do. Yeah, um, one of them is Old Guys with Glasses. And that can be found on, both of these can be found on iTunes, but it's a, a tech podcast. I'm just basically two old guys trying to figure out technology and trying to stay up to date with everything that's going on. It doesn't just have to be, you know, an iPhone or, or a computer, but maybe it's a Tesla car or maybe it's something new that's happening in the world, a new TV or something like that. So a wide a, range of subjects. It's not an Apple show or anything like that. It's just anything, no, anything no, technical, anything, anything that's technical. Yep. And yeah, then, you could do a whole show on how to use those stupid TV remotes. I, <laughs> my kids like roll their eyes at me. Mom, <laughs> it's not that hard. No, no, and it, it's something I've talked about on the show. I I use a Harmony remote for everything, and so it's a one remote for everything. And because no, we I'm have like, so what if you can't play a harmonica? I mean, <laughs> how do you change the channels? It was just <laughs> easier getting up and turning the dial. Way easier. Oh, yeah. gee, gee, I stopped that when I was nine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, you know, kids were the original remotes. Hey, go change that channel. Right. Click, 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 click. No, you went too far. Quit doing it so fast. You're going to break the tuner. <laughs> I remember my dad making me go outside and turn the antenna to make, right. <laughs> All right. make the tuner. All right. Don't move. Hold your hands right, right there. <laughs> Stay there. Exactly. MacGyver's on in five minutes. <laughs> so what's the other podcast? Um, the other side of sanity. It's a it's a nerdy podcast about movies, games, comic books, you know that sort of thing. Oh man, I when I said nerd, I didn't realize it was super nerd. Yeah, you're a, you're in the super nerd realm there. Well, <laughs> Terry, thank you very much for being with us tonight. And uh, uh, if you got any part, parting comments that you want to mention before you go, let's uh, throw them in right now. No, thanks for having me on. I, I look forward to meeting you guys sometime in the future. I'll, maybe I'll make it to Texas. Yeah, Who knows? But so. Tammy works on writing. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I'm sure you'll we'll, see Tammy. We'll hook up. We'll Perfect. definitely hook up. All right. Thanks again. Have a great night. You too. Big thanks again goes out to Terry Pritchard for taking the time to sit down and talk to us about hashtag Jeep Life and, of course, the Jeep enthusiast of Eastern PA. Hey, do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry yourself? Or maybe you know somebody who does. Maybe you would like to be a guest here on the Jeep Talk Show yourself. 
Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? It could be you. Hey, and coming up next week, we'll be talking to Philip with Be Ready Blade Works. Now, guys, this is kind of cool. This guy makes knives and things, sharp things that look cool. And they're stabby and is great for a zombie apocalypse or uh, that 7-Eleven owner. Uh, I didn't say that last part. So uh, <laughs> be with us next week and uh, find out what what it's like to be able to make a knife. I mean, a cool knife. Really neat stuff. Find out if he still has all of his fingers or not. That's, that's shop teachers. Hey, Tony. Guys, the show. I hope this works. Um, I'm getting a weird voicemail uh, greeting. So <laughs> that you guys are unavailable. Uh, anyway, this is the FM Jeeper. Uh, hope everything is going okay. I actually had a question for uh, Josh and Tony uh, about something that I've run into. Maybe they can help me with. Uh, right now, I'm running a ZJ steering uh, drag wrench and a Rusty's HD uh, tie rod, and I'm getting really bad um, uh, steering roll. I was thinking about swapping out for some crossover steering with some heim joints and whatnot, but at the same time, too, I was just wondering maybe I could save a little bit of money, kind of get a little bit more... Uh, little bit more life out of what I currently have and try using the cure, that um, that bushing that they put on top of the, the uh, tie rod end to uh, cut down on the roll. I was just wondering if any of you guys have had any experience with that. Uh, other than that, uh, Nikki G, um, <laughs> if you want, go ahead and bring up Sir Craft's lot. Got plenty of room for him to run around in the backyard. Uh, well, hopefully this, guy, this gets to you guys. Uh, talk to you soon. In other words, not in the house, Nikki G. Not yeah, in the right. house. <laughs> well, FM Jeeper, I, uh, I'm i running the cure, uh, in fact. Uh, once I went with the one-ton over-the-knuckle steering, I was suffering a bunch of tie rod roll myself and got a nice, uh, well, a substantial dead zone, uh, if you will, where there's just there's nothing going on in the steering wheel for about an inch or two in each direction. So uh, the cure kind of helped with that a little bit. Is it an absolute cure? I think that kind of depends on how many of them you buy. I only bought one, uh, so I, I think I might need to get a couple more. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it does help. It does help. So I think there are also a couple of versions out there. I know the one that I have is specifically meant for the one-ton tie rod ends um, that I'm running, the, the GM one-ton tie rod ends on the, on the front end of my Jeep. Um, yours are probably going to be a little different. So uh, let your fingers do the walking and talking and uh, find out what you need. But but yes, those little polyurethane, uh, little cup bushing washer thingamajiggers, they do what they say they're going to do. Uh, just don't expect it to be a miracle cure. Uh, and you might want to pick one up for each of the joints. So just keep that in mind uh, and let us know how it works out. So, um, Josh, what you need on yours, you need uh, steer-by-wire and a predictive, yeah. <laughs> uh, a predictive AI system. So it predicts where you want to go at any moment. So you just give it the input, and uh, it reacts uh, ahead of time. <laughs> I will say the, the, the crossover steering, I mean, it's, it's great and everything. Um, it's a lot of modifications involved unless you go with, like, a, like the, the Curie Correct Link uh, direct bolt-on. I mean, but you're going to be spending six, seven hundred dollars or more for, for one of these kits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely you can save some money, but I, I've wheeled with guys who are running all Heim joint steering systems and, and they're really not, well, the Heim joint just makes it strong. worse, right? Uh, yeah, it's well, strong, but no, as far as accuracy and steering and the, the well, rack and pinion feel, you're not going to have anything close to that. No, no, absolutely not. And, and they, they rattle a lot there. You still have a little bit of a dead spot. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it, yes, it's tough. Yes, it's strong, 
but that's pretty much where it ends. It's great uh, for off-road vehicle, uh, but if, if yeah, if it's if it's a trailer rig, you know, uh, off-road only, of course. by all means, absolutely, it, it, you'll you'll definitely have a beefy setup. But uh, but no, if it's any kind of a daily driver, I you want to stay away from the Himes. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I enjoyed hearing uh, Brian Plummer from Brit One Six on the show last week. Uh, he's very charismatic, if that's a word. I'm charismatic. Uh, I've had the liberty of meeting Brian several times before out on the trail, and uh, cool. I'd say if you get a chance to meet him, or if you're ever in North Carolina or out his way or near an event that he's at, you should go see him. Uh, he's a storyteller. He's got lots of stories. And he tells them in a way that's very entertaining. Uh, when I say story, I mean actual stories, not fiction. <laughs> Although there might be fiction in it, I'm not sure. But uh, he, he loves talking, and he's always talking. As a matter of fact, uh, I can't think of a time when I didn't hear him talk, except right after my segment last week, that it was like 30 seconds of silence from Brian, which leads me to believe one of two things happened. Either Tony muted his mic so you couldn't hear the uncontrollable laughter, or he was just mesmerized by my jokes that he was speechless because I am that good. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> so I get the feeling you're going to be seeing more of Nikki G out there uh, on the trails, uh, Tammy. Yes, I will be seeing him. Um, do you have your May magnet 10. ready? I got to figure out what to do. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, Nikki G, uh, what was the the magnetic sticker that he put on your Jeep? Was it "I'd rather be red" or "Yeah, I'd yeah. rather be red"? So Tammy's got to come up with something that uh, I guess won't include uh, fiber, like you did for the show. <laughs> so yeah, I have to I have to figure out something to do to his Jeep. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Well, this is just in time for uh, finishing up some of those winter projects. Maybe some of you out there have the interior out of the Jeep, doing some deep cleaning, uh, stuff like that. Maybe you're addressing some of that uh, sound and heat issues that uh, many of us are plagued by. Most noise problems, in fact, in a Jeep are caused by road and tire noise. Other sources like engine noise and rattles from the base of an amplified stereo system can also cause unwanted vibrations or noise. Want to lessen it or get rid of it altogether? Well, a product called uh, a company called Second Skin recommends using their Damplifier Pro Small Build Pack. It's perfect for most two-door Jeep builds, in fact. It uses a 2mm thick, 100% American-made, heat-resistant butyl rubber layer to absorb vibrational energy then slowly dissipates it through a 6.5mm annealed aluminum foil layer, preventing this from becoming noise. Uh, like I said, this is uh, from the uh, company called Second Skin. This is their Damplifier Pro Small Build Pack, all made in the USA. It comes with uh, 12 sheets of 12 inch by 10 inch by 2 millimeter, uh, so you get roughly about 10 square feet or so of, uh, of this anti-vibration, noise dampening, and uh, heat-resistant uh, stuff. It also comes with a heavy-duty wooden hand roller as well. Uh, very, very good kit. Now, I've, I've installed a bunch of stuff much like this, and I, I can say uh, if you are ever going to be at a point in your build uh, where you're taking out the seats, you're taking out the floor, uh, the, the carpet kit and stuff like that, 
you're doing some deep cleaning, maybe you're addressing some rust or doing some repainting, this is the time to address some vibration and some heat issues. Spending a little bit of money, and, and mind you, this kit, this entire kit is less than $100 shipped. So uh, definitely affordable. Uh, and the, the improvement that it makes to the interior noise level of your Jeep and the overall heat level, you know, heat coming off the trail, off the asphalt, uh, you know, off the exhaust, stuff like that, almost completely eliminated uh, and reduces your noise by a significant factor. This stuff is a must-have if you are ever going to be in a position of taking out the interior of your Jeep. Um, add this stuff in. It will change the feel of your Jeep night and day just by, you know, the driving of it. Uh, its drivability obviously isn't going to change. This stuff doesn't add a whole ton of weight to it. Uh, you're really not going to ever notice anything like that. And once it's installed and the carpet kits back in or your vinyl floor is back in and the seats are back in, you'll never know that it was there other than you'll be noticing a lot less road noise and, and tire noise and stuff making its way into the cab. So if you uh, like uh, some of this stuff, well, we can hook you up. Quick question for you. How does it handle water? Well, once it's uh, once you peel off the adhesive backing and you get this stuff down, and it helps to have a hair dryer or a heat gun or to do this during, uh, you know, uh, bring the bring the Jeep into the garage or something, or when you're doing it during warmer months, uh, it makes it a lot more pliable. Kind of the same sort of principles as when, you know, uh, putting the top on your Jeep. A lot easier to do when it's warm. Uh, same sort of stuff. So once this stuff is in, and, and once you peel off that backing and the oxygen begins to work its way onto that glue and stuff like that, a, a chemical process begins. This stuff is nearly impossible to get off once it's on, providing you've done your proper you know, uh, prep and stuff. Now, if your floor is all greasy, um, you've still got some Mountain Dew residue on there and that uh, you know, super duper latte that the previous owner spilled on the floorboard uh, still has some you know, residue left there. Well, you probably don't want to stick this stuff down there. And if you do without cleaning the surface first or doing any kind of prep work, well, then obviously moisture is going to play a role and you might have some adhesion problems. So um, like with anything, Tony, it all comes down to the prep. Right. But I'm referring to when it rains inside your Jeep and you have this stuff underneath the carpet, how does it handle oh, your, the water? Your carpet is going to take more abuse than, than I mean, it is, is going to be affected more than this will. Right. But I under, this, but, this is, but, this is but you understand people would be concerned if they had a, a TJ and they had the top off. And, oh, sure. No, 100% waterproof. The, the carpet I mean, this, you pull this, out this is, and get it dry. This thing you ain't going to pull out. So I was just. No, you're not going to pull it out. Just, and this is just curious if it actually would hold the, the moisture or if it repels it. No, it doesn't hold any more moisture than your tires do. It's isobutyl okay, rubber uh, with a needle aluminum layer in it. I mean, there's there's nothing in this that absorbs water. Cool. So also too, if you uh, and again for the TJs and I'm sure the JKs, uh, you have drain plugs. Uh, mm. Would you just cut the cut a hole where the drain plug is? Whenever yeah, you're or where your seatbelt goes, or where that wire loom sticks through, or where you need to get to that bolt. I mean, it, it's it's very easily modified, very easily installed. Uh, and once it's down, it's it's done, and you never have to worry about it again. Yeah, I bet you it makes a huge difference on the uh, on the sound. So cool product. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred less than hundred bucks, and and uh, of course now that you must have some of this uh, second skin sound dampening stuff for your very own. Well, we're gonna make it easy for you. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode three seventy six, and you can get some for your very own. Damn it. Brian said he was going to get us a red uh, Route 16 fire pit out here to us, and we no, don't have it yet. No, he did not. <laughs> oh, it was red, uh, but we burnt the paint off of that. So I've got a big choice to make. Um, coming up here, uh, well, as we are recording this, it'll be the day after tomorrow. 
But um, some people who I haven't seen in, in a number of years have invited me um, up to go wheeling on, on Saturday to a place that uh, is, is nearby. Uh, and uh, I'm very, I, I already, it's an event that they posted on Facebook. There's a bunch of people going and stuff like that. And this would be awesome to get out there and, and, and uh, stretch the legs on the Jeep in, in some serious snow wheeling and stuff like that with some other Cherokee and, and Jeep owners. The problem is, is that I've already committed myself to be going to a gun show that day. Gun, not we- gong. <laughs> <laughs> Josh so is on the gong show. Yeah. Tammy, no, it's, Tammy starts salivating now when I do the gong. <laughs> so it, it, they're, they're both in the morning hours. Uh, I've, I've more or less double booked myself. I'm going to try and fly through the gun show. I've got a couple people and, and some coworkers that are going with me. Um, so I'm going to fly through that, try and, and get in and out as fast as I can get back to the Jeep and, and get that out onto the road and, uh, and, and see if I can't still make it, uh, you know, for a, for a trail run or two, uh, towards the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be about an hour and a half, two hour drive, um, from, from where the Jeep's at to where the wheeling is. So, uh, yeah. Security's gonna, I don't know if it, security's gonna be watching the fast walking white privileged right. male going through the gun show and stop him at the door. No, I just I'm trying to go wheeling. You need to let me go. Sir, I don't have need anything. You to step into this room over here. No, that's not a gun. That's personal. <laughs> I'm just happy to see, really. No, uh, so yeah, it's it's. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Um, I, that's a hell of a thing. I mean, those two things sound pretty good, Josh. If, if, I know. If there was judging <laughs> a wet T-shirt contest in the middle of that, then, then you would you would be I living really, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know first world problems and, and all I that know. sort of stuff. So I, I'm, I'll see how much of this I can make it happen. Likely, uh, because you know, I mean, we're we're on the cusp of of wheeling season and stuff. There'll be plenty more events. Likely, I'm gonna end up having to forego the wheeling because uh, I've I've more or less committed to the gun show and 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 I, I've got I've got to pick up some stuff. So it's yeah, it's kind of almost mandatory. <laughs> what have you heard? You're supposed to share us with any information, especially if there's any kind of attacks coming. Yeah, <laughs> the zombie <laughs> apocalypse has started on the west coast. No, no. Well, um, remember Shodi? He's the kid who um, rolled his Jeep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's yeah. he doing, by the way? He's he's doing awesome. He's you know got a new Jeep. I shared that with you. But he texted me tonight, and he had a question, and I didn't feel confident enough to answer it. And mm-hmm. you know, he he has a Cherokee, so I thought, you know what? Hey, I'll ask Tony and Josh. So he wants to know where he can buy an expensive place where he can buy some extended brake hoses. Oh, this is an easy one. Yeah. So, I mean, a million companies make them. Um, Iron Rock Off-Road, Rusty's, Rough Country, Rugged Ridge, Skyjacker. I mean, literally, there's a hundred manufacturers out there that are manufacturing extended brake lines for Jeep axles. Um, where to get them? Well, pretty much any one of those places uh, has a direct you know, store on their website or a link to retailers, uh, four-wheel parts, Quadratech, any local for, you know, uh, off-road stores in the area, um, or you know, possibly even Craigslist. Uh, that's where I got mine from. There's uh-huh. people all the time that are parting out their builds. You know, they're moving on to a different platform, or they're getting out of wheeling altogether for whatever reason. Um, and, and I got mine off a guy that had an 8-inch lifted Cherokee that he was parting out, and I picked up a few things from him. And, uh, so, and I, I, screaming deal now, pretty much whatever he decides to go with, 
a two-piece kit is going to be under $75. Um, I've seen them as low as $50, brand spanking new for stainless steel braided brake lines, extended brake lines. So um, deals are out there. Uh, anything less than that, eh, I'm not sure what the quality is going to be like. The average price is about 75 bucks for the two-piece kit. That's you know left and right for your fronts. Now, he's going to need a three-piece kit. He's going to yeah. need that extended brake line for the rear, and that's just a single unit. Now, the three-piece kits are roughly about 100 bucks or less. I've seen them as low as $79, um, but typically they're about 80 to 90 bucks for the three-piece kits, and that's pretty much across the board. The top-of-the-line stuff, about 120 So, I mean, really, we're not talking about an outrageous fortune here to get good quality stuff. Um, used is obviously going to be the way to go for uh, for the ultimate deal. Uh, you know, just really take a you know close look at uh, the seams where the um, the stainless steel is meeting the fittings and stuff like that. Um, see if there's any any you know if there's any threads in them at all, uh, whether or not those are stripped. You know, really just take a close look at them. Um, maybe even put your mouth on them and you know plug one in and blow. Uh, see if there's any you know big holes in it or anything like that. Uh, just you know basic stuff like that. Uh, if he's looking for like an OEM type of replacement, I heard that uh, either Durango or some Ford uh, factory brake lines um, will work. But, you know, those are still going to be 20 to 30 bucks a pop. You add up three of yeah, them while get, you're pretty much right at the stainless steel one. So you might just, as well yeah, go after get the stainless steel. It, it improves your braking because that, that way the hose doesn't expand and contract with the the hydraulic pressure or as much right. anyway. Tammy, did right. he, did you mention that does he have a lift on it? Yeah, he actually got a lifted one. Okay. So do you know what, uh, what kind of, what size lift? Oh, you would ask me that. You know uh, what size tires? You would ask me that. <laughs> So, uh, so it's good. I know I, I wrote it somewhere. So it's I good mean, that he's got a lift because uh, when you're, I don't know, I don't think that they, I think all the extended brake lines, just by the nature of their name, extended, they they really have to be put on uh, a vehicle with a lift. I mean, you can you know have them kind of looped a little bit, but it it's yeah. potentially you could get them tore up with the tire, and and that's why I wanted to make sure that he did have a lift kit. I got mine from uh, I think it was Morris Four by Four. They were like eighty nine bucks, and of course. They were red, so uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I yeah. just recently put the the third uh, line, the one in the rear. Oh wow! Just recently put that one on, and I actually did that before I went over to Hidden Falls because I didn't want to, uh, you know, drop that uh, that rear axle too far and pop that uh, that OEM line. So uh, I got a lot of room, a lot of a lot of uh, brake cable in the uh, the back now. That's funny, Tony. I, I did mine bass backwards from that. I, I did my rear first, uh, but when I was doing my lift, I, I was you know it was over a Memorial Day weekend in a friend's driveway. I was living out of an apartment at the time. Um, oh God! You know, were you, I, it, oh, you were in a friend's driveway. Okay, I was going to yeah, say you weren't it, in the in the parking lot, were you? <laughs> no, no. And you know, I do this all by myself, and so it was kind of in stages. So the very first day. I was driving around a Jeep that had, you know, a three-inch lift on the rear only. Oh, that guy. I've, <laughs> I've seen you on uh, on Facebook, yeah, <laughs> Facebook yeah. memes. <laughs> All jacked up in the rear. So, yeah, I did the rear first uh, just because it was, I was like, wow, that's kind of stretched pretty tight as it is. You know, let's let's go ahead and, yeah. and, and address that. And but yeah, and then, then, then I did the fronts uh, at a later time. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I would tell him that, uh, Tammy. I would, uh, if he can afford it. I know it's difficult whenever you're younger, but if if he can afford it, uh, new, um, 
90 bucks and red. Well. Stainless steel, no red. <laughs> well, some of them are. Some, they're, they're all, I think they're all stainless steel braided for yeah, the most part. But they have um, covers some on of them. them have a nylon sheath uh, or, or like some sort of a clear coat around um, the, uh, some sort of nylon protective outer coating or something like that. And, and I've seen some of them that are, that are red. Uh, in that regard, it got and, blue and, uh, and green and all uh, yellow. I think they had all kinds of colors available. I had black and silver were uh, only only thing available when I was looking. Uh, but but that was I mean, we're talking ten plus years ago. Oh, I've had you know how I do my stuff, Josh. I've had yeah. those, <laughs> <laughs> I've had those things for a long time. And also too, uh, a lot of t- a lot of the kits uh, that don't come with extended brake lines, they just uh, tell you to uh, bend the hard line, the uh, the hydraulic hard line. Just yeah, that's how I was able to put my front install off for yeah. a little while. You're able to sort of you know straighten out. There's a bend in the front hard lines before they go to the soft, and you can kind of relocate uh, that mounting point, that mounting tab that that, mm-hmm, that is right. on them. Um, and get yourself a good extra, you know, two, three inches or more yeah. uh, by doing that. Easy modification, uh, easy to screw up too if you're oh, not paying attention to what you're yes. doing. Uh, and then you're going to have hose. to, yeah, you're going to have to end up replacing hard lines at that point. And that's that's no fun. Um, but yeah, you know, that's easy way to get around that. Uh, so uh, Tammy, there's another way that he can save money. Um, right. You know, address that rear one first. The rear one is is a single line. It's the cheapest out of out of all of them. Uh, he replaced that one first. Do the modification to the fronts. There's write-ups all over the board on how to do that. Um, really simple. So, really simple. Very, very simple. So, you know, point him in the direction of the show. Let him listen. And, uh, oh, yeah. Figure it out. I just texted him and said, hey, <laughs> listen to the show. And we're talking about you. You're just burning. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> So Tony, you're uh, you've been a lighting nut lately. Now, now for those who've been a longtime fan <laughs> of the show, you know that there's there's a, there's two things that really tickle Tony's fancy. One of those is watches, if I'm not mistaken. The other yeah. one is lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from when I was a kid, uh, watches and lights, and and I've got to now where I I, I, I still like watches. I just don't wear them because uh, since I'm at the computer all the time, that uh, the band. Uh, just mm-hmm. rests on my wrist, and I'm always taking it off. And you got a cell phone, so what do you need to watch for? But good lord, the light fairy has blessed us all. <laughs> so what are you doing now, man? I mean, because you know it was your Jeep. It got all the focus for a while. I think you've even done lighting on the wife's Jeep. The daughter's oh, yeah. Jeeps are all hooked up. So I mean, you're you're going nuts here. Well, I just love the LED lighting. It's just so damn bright. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if there's a dumbass in front of you and you can sterilize them so they don't uh, procreate, I say all <laughs> the better. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, I've noticed, and one of the first things I did on my Cherokee was I replaced all the LED lighting I- inside the cabin. So, uh, you'd have nice, uh, bright white light. And I probably did that 12, 15 years ago. Oh, that uh, must've been expensive back then. It wasn't cheap and it, it, it isn't nearly as bright as what they are now. They were tiny and they were, you know, like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's fine. I mean, the lighting is better than what the incandescent uh, bulbs were in and that were in there. But, uh, I was, I was thinking, you know, uh, we did some led under cabinet lighting in our kitchen and oh, oh my God, those things are incredibly bright. It's just a thin strip of, uh, 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 something with sticky tape on the back and oh, yeah. a, a little LED uh, chip every uh, couple of inches. And it just, it's beautiful. Uh, it's a, a bright white. I mean, you can get them in different, uh, different angstrom uh, measurements, but uh, we went with the 6,000 K cause that's what the, the wife wanted. And I thought, you know, 
I can spend 15 bucks and, and get 16 feet of this stuff, and you can cut them along the lines where they, they have on there. And uh, so I thought, hey, I'll put one underneath uh, the, uh, the, 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 the front dash, you know, where the kick panel is. Because right now I've got these little LED. Are they 12 volt? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm telling so, you, man. So the kit comes with a transformer, then you a little no, wart that you plug you don't into the need wall? That. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. But but you don't yeah, have to under, buy that. Yeah, for the, in the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to buy that if you just want to get the 12-volt the, the LED lighting strips. Oh, wow. And they're they're flexible, and they have sticky on the back. So I've ordered some of that, and I'm going to put the uh, – I'm just going to wire them straight to the, the plug that's there for the, the lights, the under – dash yeah, lights dome, dome light circuit yeah and instead of it just being over there in the corners like where the incandescents were it'll be all the way across the uh the whole floor i mean uh on on the bottom of the dash where you won't see it but it'll, right. it'll light up that entire area so when that spider gets away from you you'll be able to find that little bastard in the dark <laughs> <laughs> so uh is this an install that it is slated for this weekend uh, it's supposed to be here Saturday. I'll have to see what's going oh, on okay. with uh, with everything. And and I know you you guys will be excited about this. Uh, they're, they're not currently hooked up because of some wiring stuff that uh, changed. But I have, uh, and this is from a long time ago too, I have off-road lighting, but they're red LEDs. Oh, Lord. And it really looks cool. I have some old pictures of, uh, of it, but they weren't as bright as what they are available now. So yeah. I also ordered, and this won't be in for a week or so, I also ordered uh, weatherproofed uh, red LED light strips with a 600 light uh, density. It's like 120 LEDs uh, per meter. So they're really <laughs> close band? together. Where, where are those going to go? Third well, brake light? Well, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking that along the, uh, uh, up on the body right there where the uh, sliders are. So um, it'll be able the to shine. panel. Pretty much, but not where yeah. you not nowhere not where you'll see it uh, from external. You'll just see the light on the on the oh, ground. Okay, okay, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. But I used to call those like a uh, like ground effects lighting kits. Was that like neon? The neon lights? Yeah, for yeah. The, no, for the I installed so much neon back in yeah. the day. Oh my god. Well, the cool thing about this is is that I have this stuff hooked up on the the remote. So whenever I press the remote button, uh, I can have it where those lights come on. So it would actually be an entry. Uh, an entry light for the Jeep where you'll be able to see clearly right there uh, where you're, you know, where you're putting your feet to get in the Jeep. And if anybody's tied themselves off to the, uh, the underside of the Jeep, you know, like in uh, that oh, movie, yeah. uh, they should show up as well. <laughs> so Tammy, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, what, God, this is ages ago. I can't even remember. can't believe I re even remembered this. So I, I, uh, I did a fair number of show cars uh, over the years when I worked in mobile electronics and uh, one of the ones uh, that I did was a 300Z uh, for... Oh, those were remember. cool. Yeah, no, they, they were, were pretty cool. I think it was for Rockford Fosgate. I can't remember the, the, uh, the company now. Um, but, uh, but one of the things that they did, it was, they, it was a, um, a rep's vehicle, and he had donated it to the company, or he'd sold it to the company or whatever. He had a bunch of stuff in it, and so I was pulling it all out to get, you know, get the, everything back to, basically back to stock, to start mm -hmm. all over with a whole oh, new install. Goodness. Well, one of the things that I pulled out of that thing was like, I don't know, it was a dozen t tubes of purple neon. I still have them to this day. <laughs> the, oh, the, my gosh. The, oh, yeah. No, you got so them, I've you got, got them in your I've bathroom, got, right? For those no, uh, yeah. special special showers? They're in one of those cardboard <laughs> boxes in the garage that, you know, is it's got tape decks <laughs> and other crap in it that is, you know, 15, 20 years old. You know, I'm never going to use or touch, but I've been holding on to it for God knows what reason. 
but yeah, just when you, when you started talking about, you know, undercarriage lighting and stuff like that, it dawned on me, I've got this purple neon that I've been sitting on for ages <laughs> from this old, old, you know, uh, former show vehicle. And yeah, <laughs> and it's purple too. I, I had installed a couple of tubes in it, in, a, in an Acura that I would, that was, uh, that I had had back at the time and I was using it for under seat lighting. Uh, oh, so yeah, when, you open, cool when you open the door, the under the seats would illuminate bright neon purple. Uh, and I, I, mean, I pulled those out. When all I saw that stuff is possible now. And for like next to nothing, oh, next, 12 dude, back volts. Then we're talking thousands yes. of dollars, you know, and now it's, right. it's, you know, from China and it's LED and oh. you can, I mean, and it's plug and play. And it's like <laughs> milliamps of power, 12 volts is already, you know. Uh, set up for your for your vehicle's electrical system and it pulls nothing off the battery it's just you can have this this insane lighting going on in your vehicle and, oh yeah, and now now rgb control you know by, oh, your, yes. by your smartphone and stuff oh no it's ridiculous hook up now, a raspberry pi and a microphone oh, to yeah. the pi you oh, can yeah. have it you can have it go <laughs> changing colors you know with the music I've, i know I, <laughs> I i designed and installed light shows in vehicles back then so and, simple and you, so oh, simple now oh, it's so it, it was simple back then and to think i mean I it's, it was it's, expensive it's, though yeah well, yeah, ish. Um, you know, they, there wasn't any aftermarket solutions for those things, so you had to put the stuff together yourself using you, you know, off-the-shelf LED, you know, little LED emitters and and um, or or other sorts sort of you know just incandescent lighting, you know, little dome light kits and stuff that you would in, install in little crevices and under dashes and under seats and and wherever you could put them inside the vents and and things like that using little strobe kits from, you know, like uh, old school mail vehicles or, or old emergency vehicles. I mean, y- you would repurpose a ton of stuff for this stuff because there was no aftermarket support for the kind of stuff that is out there today that's mm-hmm. all coming from China and that's available on Amazon and eBay and all that other sort of stuff. So, yeah, we had to get uh, all MacGyver and creative and, and stuff back in the day when, when you know, before uh, the age of online shopping. Yeah, back when paper clips were $5 a box when that show came out. So, I got an idea for you, Josh. Fog machine, the uh, RGB, or, or the R- RGB uh, LED lights, yeah, and making it circle, and a thousand watt PA, uh, so that you can uh, <laughs> have like the play the the sound of a turbine engine spooling up on a oh, on a helicopter. <laughs> so I, I saw I, I'm getting a little <laughs> off topic here. I know, but uh, I saw this YouTube video uh, when I was sick. When you're sick and you have a 102 degree temperature, you oh, don't everything do much looks, of anything at all. Everything looks so, interesting at 102. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I was watching all kinds of sh- <laughs> stuff that I would never. I was like looking back at my history, and I'm like, really? The hell was I thinking? Uh, but no, I saw, saw this guy. These guys rolling around in like this convertible car. I don't remember what what, what it was, but they had a big loudspeaker in the back. And they had it hooked up directly to, you know, and we're talking like, you know, like DJ speakers and stuff. Um, they had it hooked up directly to a little MP3 player where they had a, uh, a sound effect of a car peeling out and accelerating very fast. And so they would, you know, they would fire this up as they, as they are coming out of the drive through you know, doing a mile and a half an hour you know, pulling up to the sidewalk before they got on the street, they're playing this and you can hear it two blocks away. Right. (laughs) And of course, everybody's just like diving out of the way. You know, they end up getting pulled over multiple times. The cops are just like, you know, we uh, saw you going, really? You saw us? Well, I heard you going really fast. Well, this is you. If you look in the back seat officer and you know, all this sort of stuff. So yeah, when you say a thousand watt PA and, and, and afterburner sounds, I immediately think of, 
you know, getting pulled over in Hollywood with a loudspeaker in the back doing burnout sounds. But. Excuse me, sir. This is how freaking old are you to be doing yeah. this stuff <laughs> in the Taco Bell parking lot? Go home. I'm going to call your I, wife. I can't wait till I'm retired. I'm going to be such an effort. <laughs> Well, do you want to join in on the campfire side chat? Pull up an adult beverage, pull up a chair, and have some fun with us. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. Now let's get to some events from around the world and maybe even in your neck of the woods. And hey, let us know about an event that you know about or maybe one that you are planning or are involved in. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, click and fill out our wheeling wear form, that information will come straight to us, and we will get it out to the masses. Actually, been getting uh, quite a few in the last couple of weeks here for some stuff coming up here in later months. But coming up here next month in April, we have the fourth annual Virginia Beach Jeep Fest happening April 5th through the 7th at the Holiday Travel Park Booth Boulevard, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And we're actually going to have friend of the show, Brian from Route 16 at that event. Uh, be sure to look out for him and say hi. Coming up April 22nd through the 28th, a little bit later in the month, the 16th annual Jeep Beach. This is a big one, folks. From the Daytona International Speedway all the way to the world's most famous beach, Daytona Beach, Florida, you'll be seeing nothing but Jeeps. It's awesome. Uh, over over 1.5 million uh, has been donated to local charities through this event to date. So, yeah, pretty big deal. Uh, of course, if you want more information on these events or uh, any others, I'll be sure to visit the Jeep Talk Show website for this episode, and you'll have links and pictures and more information <laughs> and everything you need to know. <laughs> so uh, we didn't have it in tonight's uh, Wheeling Wear, but uh, the uh, next weekend is the uh, first annual Lone Star Jeep Invasion, uh, our Jeep Fest. Oh, yeah, we talked it, about that on the last week or the week before. Yeah, Lone Star Jeep, uh, Jeep Invasion. Yeah. Okay, Invasion. So, and uh, I'm going to be going to that next weekend. I'll be there on Saturday. I believe that's the 23rd. And uh, it's going to be held in Conroe, Texas. And yes, That's just, and a, that's what, an hour, hour or two drive for you, Tony? Or is it less than that? Yeah, I think it's a little less than an hour. Uh, and it'll be a good test of the, uh, of the cooling system on that aluminum radiator as well because the temperatures right, are warming up a little bit here. So, if you guys are uh, heading out uh, to the, uh, the first annual Lone Star Jeep Fest, uh, and Conroe, you uh, might want to uh, keep up with your social media. If you're not following the Jeep Talk Show, you might want to do so if you would like to uh, uh, say hello, maybe uh, get a, a Jeep Talk Show sticker. For more information, more events, and links, please visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode, and you'll have everything you need. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to help us dominate the world of social media by liking and friending us on Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Uh, back in my day, we didn't have any of those fancy podcast thingies. Nah, it was rocks and twigs. Now you broke down on the trail, or you fix it with rocks and twigs. Hungry? Not too damn bad. Eat some twigs. Oh, you whippersnappers out there, you don't know how good you got it. Power back in my day. Tires uphill, both ways. Damn it, three feet of snow. The rocks and twigs. Podcasting since 2010.